everyone and welcome back to reading by flashlight today we are going to be going over chapters four five and six of matilda written by roald dahl and without further ado let's get into the book so the first chapter chapter four that we're going to be looking at today is called the ghost so things had been pretty quiet in the wormwood house for about a week their dad wasn't trying to like get back at anybody he just kind of lost his taste for the bullying, all the bullying that he did. And one day he just he just couldn't take it anymore. He was must have just had a really bad day. He came home, he looked horribly angry and his wife was like, "I'm going to get out of here." So she gets out of there. He stomps to their living room and turns on the TV. And I guess Matilda is sitting in his chair or something, in the armchair that he usually sits in and she's reading a book and Matilda has trained herself to kind of block out the TV so she didn't even realize that her dad was there and that the TV was on and he was looking very upset at her so she didn't realize any of that and so her father was just infuriated and just standing there and was getting angrier and angrier and he just snaps at her he's like don't you ever stop reading and then he like takes a book out of her hand and he's like what is this trash and Matilda's telling him, it's not trash, it's a book. Why don't you try it? You know, you'd love it. And he's like, it's just filth. And he started ripping the pages out of the book and just throwing them into the trash can. And Matilda's getting upset because she's like, this is a library book. I have to return this one. And so her father's telling her, well, I guess you're just going to have to buy a new one. You'll have to save all your pocket money and buy a new one for her as he's tearing the pages out of the book. And so she's gonna come up with a counterattack for her father. So she has this friend named Fred, and Fred has a parrot. So she goes over to Fred's house because she wants to meet the parrot. And she's like, can I see the parrot? And he's like, sure, his name's Chopper. And Matilda's like, can you make him talk? And Fred said, you can't make it talk, you just have to be patient, because he talks when he wants to. So they hung around a little bit, and then the parrot was just like, hello, hello. And Matilda was saying something like, that. that's amazing, what else can they say? And so then the parrot starts like rattling off all these different phrases and stuff. And she asks if she can borrow Chopper just for one night. And Fred's like, no, that's, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to let you borrow my parrot. And then Matilda was saying, I'll give you all my pocket money from next week. And so that was a different deal. And Fred thought about it and he was like, Okay, I'll do that. He's like, if you promise to return him tomorrow. So Matilda goes back to her house with the really big bird cage in her hands. And there was a large fireplace in the dining room and she wedged the cage up the chimney so that it was out of sight. And this wasn't very easy for her, but she managed it in the end. And so the bird is calling down from the chimney. The bird is like, hello, hello. And Matilda's like, be quiet. So that evening, her mother and father and her brother and Matilda are all having supper as usual in the living room in front of the TV, doing nothing else. And then a voice is calling in the dining room from across the hall and is like, hello, hello. And the mother is like, Harry, there's someone in the house. I just heard a voice. And apparently the dad's name's Harry. And so Michael, her brother, is like, I, I heard it too. Listen. So they all stop, list, stop to listen. And they hear the voice again. They're hearing, hello, hello, hello. And Michael's like, there it is. And the mother's like, it's burglars. They're in the dining room. And so the father, sitting all tight, is like, I think they are. So the mother's saying, well, go and get them. Get a, get them out red-handed. 
And the father didn't move. He just he just sat there. His face turned white. And she was like, get on with it. They're probably after all our valuables. And so the husband, or that's what the book just says here, the husband, the father just wipes his face off because he's all nervous and covered in sweat. He's like, why don't we just all go look together? And then Michael says, well, come on, come on. And Matilda was saying, they're definitely in the dining room. So their mom grabs a poker from the fireplace and their father takes a golf club that was sitting in the corner. Their brother, Michael, grabs a table lamp, ripping the plug out of the socket. And Matilda took the knife that she was using to eat with and they all crept into the dining room and they keep hearing the voice. They keep hearing, hello, hello, hello. And Matilda, pretending to act scared, is like, come on, stick them. And then they're like, we caught you. And they're waving their weapons in the air, but, but there's no one in there. And Matilda's trying to encourage them, like, there's someone in here. They're, they must be hiding somewhere in here. And they keep hearing the voice, but now it's saying, rattle my bones, rattle my bones. And so they all jumped, and Matilda was jumping with them. Because at this point, she's a pretty good actress. But there's no one in the room. And Matilda's like, it's a ghost. And her father's like, get us out of here. And they all ran and slammed the door behind them. And then the next afternoon, Matilda was able to get the pair out of the chimney and out of the house before being seen and she carried it all the way back to Fred's house and Fred's like did he behave himself and Matilda was like we had a really good time with him my parents just loved him chapter five is called arithmetic so the whole affair with the parrot had scared her parents pretty bad that they didn't bother her for like a whole other week and the dad comes home one day and he's like I did really good today today was a really successful day I sold this many numbers of cars and I made a good profit on all of them and he was like well son Michael soon you're going to be inheriting this business you're going to be working alongside me you've got to know how to add up the profit that you make at the end of the day so he tells Michael to go get yourself a pad and a pencil and let's see how clever you are so Michael leaves the room and he go gets the pad and the pencil so the father said okay write down these numbers car number one was bought by me for 278 pounds and sold for 1425 you got that and so he's writing it down he's like yep i got it and then he went on and he's saying all these numbers he's saying how much he bought the car for and then how much he sold it for so he goes through the whole list of the five or six cars that he sells and has the price of what he bought it for and what he sold it for so the father is like very well now work up all the profit i made on each of the five cars and add up the total and then you can tell me how much money that I, your brilliant father, made today. And so Michael is like, that's a lot of numbers though. And the father is like, of course that's a lot of numbers. I run a big business. You've got to be really good at arithmetic. And he's like, I practically got a computer inside my head. And he was like, just figure it out on paper and then tell me the numbers. And he says this right after saying how impossible it is for someone to figure out a problem like this just in their head. And then Matilda just says, Dad, you made exactly 4,303 pounds and 50 pence altogether. And so the father is just like, oh, don't butt in here. Your brother and I are busy working on this. And Matilda's like, but dad. And he says, shut up. Stop guessing and trying to be look clever. Trying to look clever. And then Matilda is a look at your answer, dad. If you've done it right, you ought to have 4,303 pounds and 50 pence. Is that the answer that you got? And so he looks down at the paper again and he's like, can you say that again, Matilda? And she says, 4,303 pounds 50. And then his face goes red. And Matilda's like, I'm sure that's the right answer. 
And so the father suddenly gets mad and he's like, you're, you're a little cheater. You looked at my paper. You read it off at what I've got written. And Matilda's like, no, I did not. I'm on the whole other side of the room. And then the father is shouting. He's like, don't give me that rubbish. Of course you looked. You had to have had. There's no way in this world that you can have the right answer like that, especially a girl. And he's like, you're just a little cheat. That's what you are, a cheat and a liar. And at this point, the mother is carrying in their large tray, which had all their four din uh, TV dinners on it. And it was fish and chips. And she's carrying it in and she sees the father and she's like, why are you looking so red in the face, Harry? And then he says, your daughter's a cheat and a liar. I'm just going to turn the television on and we're just, let's not talk about this anymore. Chapter six is called The Platinum Blonde Man. So one thing in the title, blonde is spelled B-L-O-N-D. What I need to figure out is I know that there's also blonde and blonde spelled with an E at the end. So like, is there like, it's the same word. It means like, like a hair color, like the girl with blonde hair or the man with blonde hair. But what's the difference between spelling it with an E or without an E? Okay, I just took a minute to look it up. And blonde with an E, if it has an E on the end, it's the feminine word for it. So it's referring to a woman. But if it's just blonde with no E at the end, then it's the masculine word for it. And it's just, it's referring to a man. Okay, so back to the chapter, the platinum blonde man, chapter six. So Matilda's been really upset about this latest display of anger that her father has shown her. And she's like, this deserves severe punishment. And so she's eating her food. She's trying to come up with possibilities of what she can do this time. So she got up the next morning, went to the bathroom and locked the door. So from the description of her mother in the earlier chapters, we know that her hair is dyed this really bold platinum blonde color like a silvery color silvery color and she does this about twice a year at the hairdressers but she goes every month or so in between and she uses this thing to freshen it up this hair dye to freshen it up and, but her father had fine cropped black hair and he parted it down the middle and he always thought his hair was like super cool and stuff and he always, what he would credit to making his hair look like this was this lotion or something that was called Oil of Violet's Hair Tonic. And it was just this really smelly purple mixture that would always be on the shelf above the sink in the bathroom with like the toothbrushes and all that stuff. And scalp massage oils and all this weird stuff that he would use to put in his hair. So Matilda, being the clever little girl she is in the privacy of the bathroom, unscrewed the cap of the Oil of Violet's and she tipped three quarters about of the contents down the drain and she filled the bottle up with her mother's platinum blonde hair dye. But she left a little bit of that oil, the original oil that was in there just so that when she shook it all together, it turned a reasonable color of purple so nothing would be suspected. So it's breakfast time. They're all sitting at the table except for her father. Her father comes in and he's like, today is gonna be a good money-making day. And so she's afraid to look at them at his point. Like she knows that she's gonna see a reaction out of everybody. So she's just kind of like waiting because the father hasn't even seen himself at this point. So he thinks everything's normal. So the mother is carrying this big plate of breakfast to the table. She sees him, she looks at him and she just lets out this big scream and everyone jumps. And Mr. Wormwood is like, what's the matter with you? Look at that mess you just made everywhere. And she's like, your hair, your hair. What have you done to your hair? And he's like, whoa, what's wrong with my hair? 
And she's like, what have you done to your hair? And the mother's just screaming. She's like, you dyed it. You, what did you do to it? She's like, you look like a freak. And he's like, what are you talking about? I did not dye my hair. What do you mean I've dyed it? What's happened to it? Is this some sort of just joke? And then he like pulls down a piece of it to see what it looks like. And he just turns pale green. And Michael is like, you must have dyed it. It's the same color as mom's, only it's much dirtier looking. And then the mom is like, of course he's dyed it. It can't change color all by itself. What on earth did you do? Were you, she says, were you trying to make yourself look handsome or something? You look like someone's grandmother gone wrong. And he's like, at this point, he's like intrigued. He's like, get me a mirror so I can see my face. And so their mother's purse was laying on a chair and she had one of those like powder compacts with a mirror inside of it. And she hands it to him to look and he grabs it holds it up before his face and he spills the powder all over the front of his jacket and then her mother is like careful look what you've done that's my best face powder or whatever but he doesn't care about that he's looking at himself in the mirror and he's like what happened to me i look terrible how did how did this even happen and matilda who's still acting at this point she's like i imagine you probably weren't looking very hard and you took mom's bottle of hair stuff off the shelf instead of your own and then their mom is like, of course that's what happened. How can you be this stupid? Why didn't you read the label before you put the stuff all over you? And she said, and mine's terribly strong. You're not even supposed to use that much. It's probably going to burn all the hair off your head. And he's like, I'm going to lose all my hair? And the mother is saying, I think you probably will because peroxide is a very powerful chemical. It's what they put in the lavatory to disinfect the pan, only they give it another name. And the, um, the dad is saying, what do you mean? I don't want to be disinfected like this. And she's like, and she's like, even I only use a little bit and I still have to dilute that. And it still takes a little bit of my hair off. She's like, no wonder what it's going to do to you. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? What do I do so it doesn't fall out? And Matilda's saying, I'd give it a good wash if I were you with soap and water, but you're going to have to hurry. And the dad is saying, well, are the colors going to come back? And the mother's like, of course it's not going to. You dyed it. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? She says, you're just going to have to dye it black. But wash it first or there's not going to be anything to dye. And so he's like, right. He says, like, get me an appointment with your hairdresser this instant. I need to get it dyed back to black. Tell them it's an emergency. They've got to boot somebody else out off their list. I'm going upstairs to wash it right now. And then Matilda is just like, he does some pretty silly things now and again, doesn't he? And the mother, she, she's already dialing the hairdresser. She's like, I'm afraid men are not always quite clever as they think they are. You're going to learn that when you get a bit older. And that is the end of chapters 4 through 6. I hope you've enjoyed this book so far. I've liked it so far. I know it is intended more for a younger age, but it is a pretty good book for that younger age. So I hope you guys are liking it so far. Make sure to come back next week as we'll go over chapters 7, 8, and 9. And... I hope you have an awesome week and make sure to check out the previous episode if you haven't listened to the first three chapters.